Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Thursday, the 8th of February, 2024. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed up 0.3% today to 7,638 points with the technology and utilities sectors leading the way. There was plenty of earnings news out today. Cochlear jumped more than 4% after lifting its earnings guidance. News Corp added 6% after its half-year result, while REA dropped more than 4%. Among the large caps, the banks were generally better, with Commonwealth Bank and National Australia Bank closing more than 1% higher. The big miners were mixed, while the retailers were generally lower. Story number two on Wall Street, the share price of chip maker NVIDIA continues to run. It's up 40% this year on top of the 300% or so jump last year. And NVIDIA, the company, is now worth $1.73 trillion US dollars, just below the value of Amazon and Alphabet. Now, Microsoft and Apple are still some way in front, but the AI boom, or at least the froth around AI expectations, has meant NVIDIA is now the fifth largest company on Wall Street. Earnings season has also kicked off in Europe, and analysts are saying it's one of the worst starts in at least a decade, with the majority of companies reporting weaker-than-expected profits. There have been some strong performers, with oil giant Shell and luxury group LVMH both beating expectations. Not a lot going on in commodity markets, with oil and gold fairly stable, while the Aussie dollar is still buying just over 65 US cents. Story number three, the federal government gained the support of enough independence today that will enable it to push through its workplace laws, allowing for casual workers to become permanents, minimum pay for gig economy workers, and laws enabling workers to ignore bosses' calls after hours. Question time today was all about tax cuts, or at least the changes to stage three tax cuts. Anthony Albanese spruiked his government's track record on providing affordable housing in response to an attack from the Greens on property investors, such as the Prime Minister himself. But perhaps the highlight today was the Papua New Guinea Prime Minister thanking the Australian government and investors for their economic support in a historic speech. James Marape became the first Pacific leader to address federal parliament. He used his speech to reflect on the nearly 50 years since PNG was granted independence from Australia back in 1975. Marape spoke of PNG moving away from being a donor-recipient nation and towards becoming economically important and self-sufficient, thanking Prime Minister Anthony Albanese for signing a recent bilateral agreement. Story number four, Toll Road Group Transurban reported a quadrupling of net profits today. More drivers are using their roads and financing costs are falling, helping the company to a big jump in earnings. The result was strong and what professional investors expected. But the outlook in terms of earnings and dividends was just a touch glum, and Transurban's share price in the end rose just 1%. In Sydney, traffic was up 1.2%. Now, most of that was cars. There's actually a small fall in truck traffic. Transurban owns most of the toll roads in the city, and it said there was a decline on several tollways, the Hills M2, the M5 West, Lane Cove Tunnel, Cross City Tunnel, Eastern Distributor. However, traffic on West Connects was much higher. In Melbourne, the traffic was up 2.3%, Brisbane was 2.6% higher, and traffic in North America rose more than 5%. And story number five, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today rejected Hamas's terms for a ceasefire and hostage release agreement, vowing to continue the war until absolute victory and criticising any arrangement that leaves the militant group in full or partial control of Gaza. 
Mr. Netanyahu's remarks made as US Secretary of State Antony Blinken was in the region to try and broker a ceasefire deal underscore how wide the chasm between Israel and Hamas remains as the conflict enters its fifth month, according to Associated Press. Mr. Netanyahu said military pressure was the best way to free the roughly 100 hostages held in captivity in the Gaza Strip. The Prime Minister was responding to a detailed three-phase plan by Hamas that would unfold over four and a half months. The plan, which comes as a response to a proposal drawn up by the US, Israel, Qatar and Egypt, stipulates that all hostages would be released in exchange for hundreds of Palestinians imprisoned by Israel, including senior militants, and an end to the war. That's it for the afternoon report for Thursday, the 8th of February, 2024. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Friday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.